Hi, I'm John Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal, and once again, flying solo on the podcast of Indeterminate Length, Buzz Out Loud. Welcome, folks. I'm going to get some guests in here uh, later this week, but in the meantime, we do have Veronica, which uh, uh, our, our, our wonderful producer, who someone called you Valerie in email, by the way. Just want to clarify. I've gotten so many different variations of V names throughout my life. Think of the Elvis Costello song. Yes. Veronica. I knew the words of that song before I'd even heard it, because so many people sang it to me. <laughs> I'm sure you did. All right, so let's uh, jump right in. We didn't get any uh, phone calls yesterday, which is probably a good thing. It's not always, they're not always negative, but uh, a lot of times they're correcting me for stuff that I messed up. Uh, Biggest news that I saw today, RIAA uh, got defeated. I saw this on Slashdot actually yesterday evening in their case against a woman named Candy Chan, the mother of a 13-year-old girl accused of file-sharing violations. Now, it's interesting the way this is being reported because... On, uh, I believe it was CD, uh, um, my browser just freaked, and uh, cdfreaks.com, speaking of freaks, uh, they kind of painted it as a, a win. Candy Chan got the, got the case dismissed, which is true. Uh, the RIA cannot sue her for the faults of her child, which is true in this case. It doesn't set a precedent that you can't sue somebody for the faults of their child. You can. But in this case, the judge is saying that uh, the suit was not brought properly. But what is actually a little more interesting to me about this case is that the judge actually said that he would not grant any attorney fees to Ms. Chan. A lot of times the uh, plaintiff will be responsible for attorney fees of the defendant if the defendant wins the case. The defendant didn't really win the case, but got it dismissed and the attorney and the uh, the judge said that Ms. Chan uh, had incurred legal fees in this action primarily as the result of tactic designed to impede the ability of the plaintiff to prosecute the action in an efficient manner, and that Candy Chan had not agreed to fairly simple mechanism which would accomplish the same objectives that the filing of motions had accomplished. So, in other words, a little chastisement by Judge Zetkoff of Ms. Chan saying that she was messing with the poor old RIAA. And that, therefore, she didn't deserve any attorney fees. She could have fought this otherwise. Now, I don't know enough about the legal uh, parts of this case. I'm reading these quotes uh, from digitalmusicnews.com, which also links to the PDF of the case filing. But it sounds to me like it isn't a big win for Candy Chan, that she sort of got around the RIA on a technicality, and that this doesn't really provide the kind of precedent that people are hoping it will provide, which everyone's hoping that because she got it dismissed, that this will stop the RIA from suing. I think all it's going to do is make the RIA more careful in their suits. They're probably not going to go after children as readily because they have to navigate this. Is the parent responsible? The judge decided, no, the parent wasn't responsible in this case. However, the judge said, you can still sue the kid. If you want to, you can go after the 13-year-old girl. There is no evidence that the 13-year-old girl didn't commit a crime. What what the judge said is the RAA can't hold the parent responsible. Now, the RAA legally has no problem there. They can go after the 13-year-old, try her as as a juvenile, or sue her as a juvenile, rather. But what they do run up against is a horrible PR nightmare of them suing a 13-year-old girl, right? So they probably aren't likely to do that in this case. But uh, if there's any lawyers out there, go check this out at digitalmusicnews.com and take a look at this case and tell me if if you've got any more insight on what exactly happened here. Because I don't think it's as clear cut as Candy Chan getting a victory over the evil RAAA. I think what happened was somebody kind of skated by on a technicality, 
And uh, RIA is, is lost this round, but I'm not sure that it doesn't mean something good for them in the future. It'll be interesting to watch. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on that case. In the meantime, the RIA with with Molly gone, I guess we're talking about the RIA because I talked about it a lot yesterday. And uh, they're up to some other stuff here. They've teamed up to demand. They demand. At least that's the way Boing Boing phrased it. I shouldn't say that. They they didn't necessarily say it that way, but Boing Boing. .net has this posting here uh, from Cory Doctorow, who likes deep words like demand. Uh, a super broadcast flag. So what this would do is sort of like the Macrovision flag that we've been talking about with TiVo, where they put a, a code in the broadcast and devices can then interpret that code and prevent people from doing things with that, with that flag. Well, they're asking for an even uh, flaggier flag, a, a stronger flag, um, essentially demanding that the government require all digital products on the market possibly to be compatible with a broadcast flag that would prevent you from recording or playing video or music without the express written permission of the MPAA or the RIA. So this is taking it out of the realm of the internet and out of the realm of digital uh, music and digital video and into the realm of broadcast. So even if you're just getting something over the air, there would be DRM attached to it. So, in my opinion, this is a step backward. I mean, the the UPN broadcast of Chris Rock's uh, Everybody Hates Chris show on Google Video for free has it right. A television show, especially at the beginning, gains a lot more from exposure and getting people hooked onto it than it does with trying to prevent people from recording it. And And I don't understand why they take it so far. I do understand why they want to control people f- from copying at random. I, I, I disagree with it. I think it might be better if they, they took a more enlightened approach uh, and figured out other ways of monetizing it. But I do understand why they want to control it. It's the way they've always done it. And that leads to another interesting uh, article over at the Financial Times where, uh, and I, I think this is being linked to all over. I've seen it on on a lot of different blogs, but basically a, uh, a guy at the financial times is writing about the world internet property organization wanting to put copy protection into any kind of content streamed online, not just streamed, but actually written content, giving copyrights to the ISPs. Now this is a little bit tricky to understand, but James Boyle wrote about this in the latest financial times much of what the broadcast over the airwaves is copyrighted. The broadcaster licenses the film or song from a copyright holder and then plays it to you at home. But what you may not have known, according to Mr. Boyle, is that about 50 years ago, some countries, not the United States, but some countries put in an extra layer of rights for the broadcaster, saying that even if what they're broadcasting was public domain or free, that they could prevent other people from broadcasting it for a 20-year period. So I go and I find an old, let's say, a Bowery Boys. I think that's probably public domain from the 30s. I broadcast it on my local channel. I can prevent anyone else from broadcasting the Bowery Boys because, I, it, because that, that protects my ability to create a network. Now, the United States didn't enact this, and I think the United States television networks, check me if I'm wrong here, but I think they're doing okay. I think they developed just fine without this extra layer of protection. But despite that, 
the World Internet Property Organization, WIPO, wants to add that layer of protection to content on the internet. And one of the possible outcomes of this could be that if you're putting up content, video, music, written content, your ISP would have a copyright to it. That's insane. All right, so uh, I've, I've talked now for probably a total of 30 straight minutes about DRM between yesterday's podcast and today's. Uh, so let's, let's give a few shout-outs here. XM subscriber base tops 5 million. Congratulations to them. Uh, 5 million, the company said, as of Tuesday. So satellite radio looks like it's actually uh, catching on. A little happy birthday to Google. Happy birthday. Google turned 7 today. And uh, for a 7-year-old... They have a lot of power. I don't know any seven-year-olds that are as powerful as Google, but happy birthday to them. Seems like everybody turned 10. Yahoo turned 10. CNET turned 10. Google's turning seven. This is, this is the year of birthdays. I guess they, seven isn't really a, a major marker, but they just wanted to get on the whole birthday thing, I guess. Also, uh, Microsoft Windows Vista, if you go to their, uh, their page at Microsoft.com, has a little... Uh, thing that says that they will be able to start up within two to three seconds just as fast as your tv and shut down in two to three seconds i got to look at some of the windows vista stuff yeah the the presentation foundation uh-huh it looks pretty cool it looks cool they also said windows xp was going to start and shut down real quick yeah and the fact of the matter is when you first install it it does but as soon as you install anything else the registry starts getting bloated and you need thing. a pretty powerful machine to be able to run some of the graphics stuff on. Yeah, that also will help it start faster, slower. Yeah. I mean, and, and what are they talking about here, as they, they pointed out on Slashdot, I think? Are we talking about BIOS? No. I mean, the BIOS, that adds a couple seconds right there. I'm actually talking about the like the graphical interface. Like the oh, yeah, I know. It. Yeah, you're yeah. saying it looks pretty. Yeah, it looks pretty. So. I like things that look pretty. Would you switch, though? No. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> it's not that pretty. Just giving a little props. You're just looking. You're not switching. All right. And then a big announcement. Microsoft and Intel say they are going to back HD DVD over Blu-ray. So now HD DVD has got somebody uh, in their corner. That's Toshiba's standard. Sony's got the Blu-ray standard. And Sony has a history of losing these sorts of things. Look back to uh, A-Track, for, in- for instance. So uh, get into a couple mails real quick. Uh, guy sent me, uh, or I shouldn't say, I don't know. Kryptonite Dream sent me something. Uh, he wants to know if there's any bloggers that know why when you type news in the URL bar of Firefox, automatic Google lookup sends you to BBC News instead of news.com. And it used to send you to news.com. Well, and the re- I think the reason why, Kryptonite Dream, is that uh, it used to be when you typed in a one word in Firefox's address bar, it would automatically add a .com to it. And so it would take you to news.com. What it does now is it uses Google, Google's Are You Lucky feature. Uh, are You Feeling Lucky? Which takes you to the top ranked item for that keyword, which is BBC News. So it's, it's not any kind of spurious uh, thing on their part. It's, it's just a change in functionality. Uh, what else we got here? Um, somebody saying that the trio is Stone Age. I, I wish I lived in their future. Um, Somebody's saying they love the futurism discussion on yesterday's podcast, uh, but also enjoyed this slightly longer format. And if it takes rambling on about robots taking over the world to get a longer podcast, then so be it. Well, I'm running it a little long today for you, and I hope there's less rambling about robots for you. But Veronica likes robots, and maybe you do too. Apparently this guy does too. So, all right. Keep it coming. 
Uh, emails buzz at cnet.com or give us a call 1-800-616-CNET. And if I, if, if you didn't, here yesterday's and you're in suspense molly is just on vacation she'll be back on monday uh we miss each other actually because i was gone all last week she's gone all this week but we'll be back together again coming up next monday so in the meantime call us email us see you later